Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever Zach Does Things podcast, a podcast for Disney and gaming lovers alike. I am your host, Zach Campbell, and this is a monthly podcast with, hopefully, each month I will be bringing a different guest onto the show to talk about different topics um, as such. First month, we are going all the way to Australia to welcome Story Diver. Jess, welcome. How are you today? Hi. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm really well, if sleepy, because it's late for me here. <laughs> is we were trying to figure out a time to figure this out. We were like, what time would be best for both of us? Currently, it's like 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's 8 p.m. I just had dinner. <laughs> and it's 10 a.m. for me. I've just woken up. So <laughs> if you can put time and say time travel isn't possible, you're wrong because... It's very much happening right now. Um, so, yes, this is the first episode of the Zach Does Things podcast. I am very, very excited for this, and I'm hoping that by the time this has been recorded and the time that it's been uploaded, everything will be meshed together, and you'll be able to listen to it on uh, YouTube, on Podbean, hopefully Spotify as well, because that's in the process of being uh, processed at the second um, so I'm looking at getting this just everywhere for you guys to listen. <coughs> I'm dying. Uh, protest for you guys to listen. Um, and yeah, this month's episode is an interesting topic. As I said, this podcast is for things that can't actually be talked about on my channel, either because they are too long of ideas or I just need other people to talk about it with. So this first episode is Where Will Disney Take Fairy Tales? In the future, um, Jess has some really good ideas on where it might possibly go. I have some mediocre ideas on where it could possibly go. So, Jess, I'm going to be a gentleman and let you begin. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've given this a lot of thought, and especially like the big difference between you and I is what we like with Disney and what we tend to watch as movies within the Disney universe. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm definitely more like Renaissance and that kind of stuff. And oh, with yeah. that, I was thinking like a lot of the Renaissance stories are based on previously established like fairy tales and previously established books. And so just trying to see where Disney should or where I would like to see them go. I'm not telling them what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what I would like is, so Disney is known as recreating fairy tales that we've always known. They've recreated some of Aesop's fables, the Brothers Grimm fairy tales, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what I would really like to see is for Disney to become their own powerhouse of fairy tales, to become a modern day Brothers Grimm or a modern day Aesop's fables, uh -huh. where they create fairy tales that have morals and lessons and rules of society that relate to our society because that is what a fairy tale is yeah is it's a series of morals rules and societal ideas for the community it was made for so to have disney create their own fairy tales and their own universe of fairy tales that relate to our society and what we need to be learning and the rules we should be abiding by and the morals we should have and to have them exist for hundreds of years to come much like the brothers grimm story still exists for us to have this new era of disney be a powerhouse of new fairy tales i think would be really cool to see 
that was a lot of words for first thing in the morning. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, I feel that Disney should be bringing their own um, interest to it. Now, I recently did a video on my channel where I was talking about where the princesses come from. Um, and obviously, a lot of them have come from different parts of Europe. Snow White, German. Uh, Rapunzel is German. Uh, you've got Anna and Elsa, who are Norwegian. Um, Ariel, who's Danish. You can feel free to go check the video on my channel. I'll explain it all. But the one that I found interesting, there was no actually specific one for Merida. Um, and I did ask in the video, where does Merida come from? And some, some people were saying that it was just purely Pixar's creativity. Some were saying it was loosely based on a Scottish folklore. So I'm just wondering, because... Merida was probably like one of the last princesses to be done before Anna and Elsa of the official lineup. Will they be bringing their own creativity of what Pixar did, based loosely basing it on a um, a folklore or a, or a Brothers Grimm, but just making it completely their own? Will that be something they do in the future? So, to be quite honest, I really hope that they do because. We've not had a princess in quite a while um, the, of, of the official Disney lineup. Where we've had Anna and Elsa. I think they were the last ones I remember. Um, but I think they should bring a completely new idea with them and do a um, do a twist and you know just make it completely their own um, because, like you were saying, to bring ideals and make it more up-to-date and modern i think that would be really good to do because you know it's it's gonna set in stone what children want to see from the future of fairy tales and obviously if if fairy tales are not actually going to be read to them or they've not seen the previous ones then it's not really going to be any good for them if they're not having those ideals set in place for them and having like a role model to look up to in a sense I, yeah for sure um that i was just i think i was just mashing up words then i don't know what i'm saying it's like i've just woken up I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm hoping this makes sense in editing i'll probably look back and be like yo what was i saying but anyhow <laughs> it's all good it's okay yeah i think idea i think they should have fairy tales in place new princesses to take the fairy tales further i keep saying princesses but i i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's 2019 i think we should start having time we should have a movie based solely on a disney prince let the boys have a role model for a change i'll let the girls have a male role model to look up to um much rather well, than i think go on sorry um, I think the Disney, the official Disney princess lineup that like you and I had growing up is going to slowly die, mainly because the reason that was created initially was marketing and money, like yeah. a lot of things. Like most things. And yeah. when you look at Anna and Elsa, they did so well, they were never crowned because they're better off being on their own merchandise. And Moana still hasn't been crowned because, again, she's better off on her own merchandise. And yeah, I think yeah. to have these standalone princesses and princes and 
whatever type of role models we want to have will be more powerful because you're not forced to buy the backpack with all of the different girls. You can buy the backpack with the girl that really resonated with you or the boy that really resonated with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I personally think the official Disney princess lineup is a thing of the past at this point, mainly because there's no reason for them to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, the last, the last Disney princess I remember being inducted was the Rapunzel. Yeah, Merida. Merida was the last 20, one, I think. 2015? 20, 20, no. Yeah. Um, let me check. I th- can look it up. I, yeah, I was just about to do the same, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's like 2015. It's a, it's a race. I have two screens, so it's harder. I'm using my phone. Oh. <laughs> Disney's Brave came out in 2012. 2012. Oh, okay. So a year before uh, Frozen. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, last one to get inducted. Obviously... Anna and Elsa, can't deny it, was an absolute box office smash. Uh, No doubt the second one's going to do exactly the same. Because I feel Anna and Elsa, like you were saying, they are standalone characters. Like, Elsa didn't need no one, a prince to help her. It was was all about that true, that true love of sisterhood and finally bringing together family after so many years of solidarity and um insecurity and obviously that's that's a big thing right now um a lot of people that i know have you know a lot of mental health issues and obviously that's going to be a big message saying that people around you that you care about regardless of its family or very very close friends are always going to be there for you and i think anna and elsa for me personally they they staple that in a Disney sense. They're saying that oh. you don't need um, you don't need people. Uh, you don't need a man or you know a, a, a male role model if you're you know if you're struggling with um, you know something that's you feel is going to make you insecure. Everyone around you, especially family, is going to support you no matter what. Oh, definitely. And I think that kind of ties in with what I was saying about like today's society's morals and lessons. Absolutely. yeah. We're in a society where mental health is so much more present and the LGBTQ community is so much more present and to teach kids that it's okay to feel this way and to teach other children that some of your friends or your classmates may feel this way or act this way and that's okay and you can help them and you can still be friends with them and I think that's extremely important to be teaching our children. It it is very, very important to teach them, especially in this day and age and I totally agree. Um, There was something Disney was saying and... I don't know whether this is going to oh excuse me I don't know whether this is going to be put in the movie or if they're going to make a way around it but I've heard that um Anna is going to be a lesbian um so I think that's a big step for Disney I really do because they've never done anything like this before and this is going to this is going to be an absolute I think this is going to be a big hit with people who are struggling um, who are struggling, obviously, to come out or to explain or, you know, not being able to understand how they feel. And if they have someone like that 
who who is who is like them, you know, a fictional character they can look up to, then I think that is going to be a big a big standing point for Disney in the future. Definitely. I mean, when you look at the reactions they had to LeFou and the new Beauty and the Beast, where, yes, of course, some people weren't happy with it, but the majority of people were really happy about having an openly gay character, and he helped open up that door for Disney. Absolutely. And I think making Elsa gay, and especially giving her a girlfriend, and canonly she is gay on screen, and there's no way you can escape that or change the story, Mm. would help children, children who are struggling with coming out, but even people who are out and comfortably out, it's just nice to have that representation and to be able to explain to someone who may not understand or who may not be open to it that it is okay, because look, Elsa is like that, and everybody loves Elsa. Everybody does love Elsa, and like you're saying, yeah, LeFou opened that door, and I mean, looking back at the 1991 animated version as well, uh, it it wasn't, obviously, the 2015 version opened, uh, filled those plot holes in, but I, I, I always had a feeling, looking back at it as I was watching it when I was older, I thought, yeah, something, you know, LeFou is obviously, he's got a soft spot for Gaston. And it's no denying it because he's always by his side and, you know, he's always, he's always standing up for him and he's always there. No matter how mean he is to him, he always is there on, you know, right next to him and he's always wanting to impress him. And when they did the 2015 version, I was so glad that they actually did that. And I was like, yes, LeFou, he is, he is, he is homosexual. Here it is, you know. And like you say, it would have helped so many people who are not only coming out or are struggling to come out, but are, you know, it'll make people who are actually out openly, make them feel more comfortable. And I think Elsa is a big standing point for the female side of it as well, um, for those females to actually say, yes, I am, I am, I am gay. Um, I am, you know, I am a lesbian. Elsa, if Elsa can do it, I can do it. And I think that is going to be, like I say, a big selling point for Disney. I think it's really going to um, set the benchmark higher for where Disney takes everything in the future in terms of LGBTQ um, and that whole community. Um, I think it's really going to be a really good... I think it's going to just skyrocket it um, a lot further than LeFou did because uh, Elsa is so much more popular and I think in the long run it's going to be a it's going to be like I say it's just going to be a really good standing point for Disney and it's going to make them just branch into so many more different um, communities within one community and who knows where they'll take it after that I think it'll also put pressure on rival companies to do the same because if a company as big as Disney can make one of their main characters who's one of the most loved characters of this newer generation who is everywhere. I mean, everybody knows Elsa. Everybody knows Let It Go. Yeah. Some people know it too well. (laughs) (laughs) And to have this 
character symbolize not only mental health but the lgbtq community will force other companies to do the same or to fall behind the times oh absolutely absolutely yeah i mean okay disney gaming podcast let's just just for a brief moment let's talk dreamworks because you know i'm sorry hands down there's some there's some good films from dreamworks but disney will be always the one obviously but dreamworks i i don't know where where they would or how they would begin to do such a powerful character as as elsa because dreamworks the the only the only big dreamworks movie i can think of is how to train your dragon um now not actually and that's watching over now. it and that's over now so that was the last one but in terms of dreamworks they don't do they don't do princesses they have one time movies or movies that just have way too many installments like shrek oh, um, yes. <laughs> shrek 1 shrek 2 was fine we didn't need 3 and 4 seriously and now they're doing five another doing five and there's a broadway musical and they just take it way too far but mm. yeah but they, like i said they don't have those characters that disney have they don't have those they have they have a handful of memorable characters disney have like a barrel full of memorable characters from over the years and saying that dreamworks is a lot younger than disney um that i don't think personally i don't think they are going to i don't think they're going to be able to bring what they what they want f uh that disney are doing i don't think they're going to be able to bring it um because they just don't have those memorable characters um that can step into that community i don't i don't think they also just don't have the same pull as Disney. Disney puts out a new movie and so many people go see it in the cinema. Even people who aren't interested in the movie, don't know what the movie's about, adults, children, just everybody flocks to the newest Disney movie regardless of what it is, whereas DreamWorks is kind of under Disney's shadow and still has to push their movies and sell their movies. So even if they came out with a main character who's LGBTQ, it's going to be harder for them to get the audience there because everybody goes to Disney. Absolutely, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, I mean, DreamWorks had that thing back when they first started. And obviously, they brought the movies out like a week in front of each other dreamworks did the videos a week before disney brought them a week after that's why we have so many underrated disney movies like emperor's new groove and obviously we've got the road to el dorado we've got um treasure planet um atlantis and then obviously disney, uh, dreamworks brought out movies similar to that and obviously disney were accused of of you know copying dreamworks that it wasn't the case because Obviously, it would have been, it would have been Katzenberg would have had those ideas and he would have took them with him. Um, so back when DreamWorks first started, yeah, they did good, but and then the last, the last character I can think of that did so well, besides like How to Train Your Dragon and that franchise was Shrek. But Shrek was like what two thousand and two, I think. Despicable Me did relatively well because they had two or three movies and then they had the Minions spin-off and I'm 
Was that yeah. DreamWorks or my? I, th- I think it's Illuminations. I think. Yep. No, yeah. you're right. I'm. Don't listen yeah. to me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were. At, uh, well, I want to talk about the other studios as well. So we've got. We've. We've got. What's the Blue Sky? The ones that did Rio. Not heard anything of them from for ages. But because Disney have now bought Fox, which will be in a later podcast, we're going to talk about, hopefully with another guest, we're going to be talking about, um, this is way further down the line, we're going to see how if Disney are buying way too much property, uh, but I'll give you my thoughts on that, but we've got Blue Sky, hopefully Disney will do something with them, because it's been a long time since I've even seen a movie come out of them, then the last one I saw was Rio 2, and I think that was like 2014 or something, oh no, the Ang- was it the Angry Birds movie? No, that's Sony. Yeah, is it? I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not one I saw. We've got Blue Sky, we've got Sony, we've got Illuminations. Obviously, Illuminations is the next big one with Minions. I mean, everybody knows Minions. Uh, Gru is like, you know, he's just like the ultimate, like, nicest supervillain you can ever meet. Um, mm. So, but obviously, Minions did so well. Um, at at one point they were actually beating uh, Disney by a long shot. I don't know whether that's still the case with what's what's happening now. Obviously, I think Frozen Two is just gonna take take just all the monies in in the whole of the world and just be like, ha ha ha, we are on top again. Um, oh, definitely, um, definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of like minions, I mean, if you don't know the if you don't if you don't know the minions, then and you've probably been living under a rock for the past like six years. Um, they're just everywhere, and obviously that's like a staple of like illuminations, and obviously, um, but again, it's one of those things. Unless they bring in a character that is actually going to be a main character in that, which is going to be hard because obviously you've got Gru, you've got Lucy, you've got the you've got the children, and you've got the minions. It's going to be hard to introduce a character that people are going to want attention on for either mental health reasons or LGBTQ. I don't think that again. I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off because Illuminations is known for. They're known. They're known for minions, and obviously they do. They're bringing Secret Life of Pets two out very soon. They're known for that as well. But again, it's that thing where I don't. I don't even think they're going to try and concentrate on that kind of concept. So it's. I think they're just doing very like children-friendly movies where they're not bringing a specific message across. They're just doing it so then it'll keep children's uh, attention for an hour and forty-five minutes. Uh, and not bringing an underlying message, um, whereas Disney have all, I feel, have always brought an underlying message, no matter what. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think, I think they, they're just gonna, they're just gonna fall behind so much that it's gonna be hard for them to catch up when they, when Frozen Two comes out in particular, uh, because if they're bringing all this LGBTQ into their 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 movies even more so than I don't think any other any other uh, studio animation studio have got even the slightest chance of even catching up with with um, viewings and revenue and everything else that matters uh, in a box office hit. Um, I think they're really going to struggle, and uh, in the future. 
who knows what will happen with all the other companies. Uh, maybe Disney will buy them out. Maybe they'll, you know, I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see, we'll have to see in the future. But in terms of it, Disney are, are absolutely going ahead, and I'm so glad that they are. And I think it's just going to put them in very good stead for the future. Oh, definitely. I think these kind of more some business people would see them as risky moves things like the lgbtq community mental health they're still seen as almost taboo subjects especially to teach to children i think disney's taking these risky moves because they know they can take the risk because oh, yeah. they're hiding behind their big company name and even if frozen 2 were to not do as well as they're hoping even if it gets backlash they're still sitting on so much money they can just do it again and still be the first successful company to do a movie for kids with a gay main character absolutely yeah absolutely um then i'm gonna i'm gonna say because because Disney are such a huge name, I mean, they are 90 years strong. There's no there's no sense of backing them down. They're going to be 91 years old this year um, in terms of, like, Mickey and the whole where it began. It, it's it's mad to think that they are, they've been going for 90, 90 years. But the fact that they have so much going for them and so much money, I think because they have the Disney name... They can take those risks, but at the same time, those business people are like saying, oh, don't do that, don't do that. But Disney are like, we're going to take the risk because we know we can. We know we can make it a success. Just you watch. And I think be, if if Disney didn't take those risks, they'll be in the same position as all the other companies. And I don't think people were nearly enough like watch any of their movies. Like they're doing with the live-action remakes. They're, they're specifically choosing movies that are well-known and loved and bringing them to a newer generation with new technology and all that kind of stuff because they can take the risk. Because they know that they, they, can, they can, regardless of if it's not as good as they're hoping, they can still make more from all the money that they've got stashed in wherever they stash it. <laughs> yeah. I think the live action remakes are both, as you're saying, to be able to bring these stories to a new generation. I mean, they've timed it perfectly. Look, Lion King's coming out this year. With Lion a King gay was really role big model. When, when you and I were younger. Absolutely. And we're the age range where, I mean, you and I haven't actually personally, I don't think you have anyway, started having kids, but a lot of our age range do have children. And so it's a movie we grew up on and we'll bring our children to the cinema to show them this movie. Exactly, exactly. And again, and it's very, very well timed on their part that they've waited just the right amount of time to hit their target audience once again. 25 years. I mean, Disney are good at timing, aren't they? Um, yeah. But like like you're saying, obviously sticking with the LGBTQ, Simba is going to be a gay role model. Um, that's been that's been that's been you know that's been confirmed that Simba is going to be gay, and I think again that's going to be a good thing for the children, and it's going to be a good thing for everyone around who is either struggling or doesn't feel comfortable in being homosexual or being gay um 
it's gonna it's gonna be like yeah I I I mean I don't think it's gonna be as a you know as relatable as Elsa or LeFou, but it it it's there it's another role model that children can potentially look up to and you know that's that's a good thing and anyone who says you can't look up to lions i'm sorry they'll have to talk to four-year-old me who was obsessed with lions because of the lion king and was sure she was a lion (laughs) you definitely can look up to lions trust me (laughs) (laughs) you can look up to lions yeah absolutely yeah i mean it i mean it all just depends on who you know what movie you know obviously sets you you know sets you right i mean me personally i'm I am a huge fan of hand-drawn animation. That that is my. That I if I had to choose a Disney film to watch, I'd always go for hand-drawn. Um, like the, the I mean, the last hand-drawn movie that they did, besides Mary Poppins Returns, where they brought it back for just a little bit, was Princess and the Frog. By far one of my favorite princesses, set in one of my favorite time periods. African-American influence of a princess, the first of their kind. Again, Disney are doing the first, even back then. And, you know, it's it's always going to be like, if you've got something to look up to, then look up to it, regardless of if it's an animal or a person. It might even be one of those support characters that don't matter much to many other people. But to you, it could be, yeah, that's the person I look up to because she always brings those strong messages or he always brings that strong messages and positivity and he's always looking on the bright side of life. That's how I want to see life type of thing. Um, it's, just, it's just a matter of opinion on who, on how or who you want to look up to or what you want to look up to. And Disney are always good for that regardless of whether it's the main character, a support character, or even just a character that's, there for like five minutes um obviously there was uh, me working with children i've worked with like loads of children over the years you know so there was one child who was obsessed with this this one character who just literally had a screen time of about five minutes overall in the whole movie and this this little this little child really enjoyed this character because of the faces it made the faces this character made and that was the only reason why he would they would watch this movie over and over again because of this one specific character and that's the kind of thing that Disney do and then I think they know they're doing it and many people don't take notice of that like and I think that's that's the whole message of if you find something you like in you know embrace it and look up to them and just take take the time to and you know enhance what you're looking for and we've gone completely off topic but it's fine um (laughs) (laughs) i'm just looking at the notes i was like yeah we're not talking about that anymore but it's okay uh but yeah this little child just obsessed with this one character for the faces that they made and i just thought it was adorable and it was it was it was so good and obviously, like you're saying, you looked up to lions when it came out, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I look up to, I look up to Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is like, as you all probably know, is by far my favorite Disney movie of all time. And it's not the characters. I mean, well, the characters, sure, uh, but it's also the message 
because Lilo in uh, Polynesia means broken, and Stitch obviously means to to fix. So in sense, it's to to be broken and to fix. Lilo and Stitch together, the 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 thing is fixed because Lilo was looking for a best friend. Lilo was looking for someone who would understand her, and then Stitch came, and it's that whole message. And I I personally live my life by Ohana. I really do. You know, Ohana means family, and yeah, family I means love that no. Movie. Yeah, and family means As nobody you know, gets left behind, and or forgotten, or forgotten. And it's just, it's just that whole movie. It's that it's that whole thing that just brings it together. And if people have something that they strongly believe in, then I think they should go for it. And turning it around like 360 with like my i'm doing hand movements and none of y'all can see it and i feel like a bit of an idiot but anyhow 360 degree we are taking it back to the fairy tales and yeah if if you really do enjoy you know being comfortable with or being if if you enjoy being comfortable with who you are absolutely fine because that is what i think everybody should be uh, should be comfortable in their own skin and I think Disney will be doing that very soon and taking it in giant leaps and bounds. There is one question I want to ask you, Jess. Yes. Do you think Disney, in the future, will do a transgender character? I would love to see them do it. I think it's going to take some time for them to do it because Absolutely, transgender yeah. rights are still nowhere near where they need to be. And though That's Disney true. is a company that historically has always taken the risks and they've always they've taken always the risk to move, that would be a very big risk to do now. But I do think in the future, I mean, as we were saying, they're opening themselves up. We've had an African-American princess. They're redoing Mulan to be able to do it in a more culturally appropriate way. Yeah. As I've said to you before, I'm sure they're going to be redoing Pocahontas to do it in a more culturally respectful and appropriate way. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And they've even done movies that talk about abuse in the home i mean as you know tangled is a movie that's extremely important to me because it relates to psychological abuse and yeah. that was a really big movie for them to do though a lot of people don't realize that's the underlying message so i think mm -hmm. transgender will follow after they've done a gay prince or princess or main character i do think there will be a transgender one i'm just not sure how soon that's gonna be yeah yeah and, and obviously I think, I, I, like I say, I think Disney will will step into that. Um, hopefully, very soon, but not too soon, because I I know that the the transgender equality rights are still a little bit sketchy in, in parts of the world, um, and I it, it, it depend on depending on how how they approach it will be also whether it will be you know. I, I, I personally want to think that they are thinking about doing it and I want them to take take that chance, take that leap. And obviously Disney will in, in the future, they will take that leap and they will take that, that jump um, to, to bring that to us. But I think they need to ease themselves in, obviously with Elsa and, oh, excuse me, with a couple more characters possibly. Um... For all we know, we it it might it might not it might not be a main character. They might try and sl 
as we all know, Disney are known for Easter eggs, and you know, if you watch, if you watch, if you watch uh, YouTube uh, creators like SCB and uh, Jess, Jess, Jess does some Easter eggs as well. Yeah, I um, do. She does <laughs> when uh, I spot them. <laughs> when she, when she spots them, yeah. SCB are known for it. Uh, Seamus Garman. They all look for the Easter eggs. I think because Disney is so well known for putting Easter eggs in, not only Pixar but Disney movies as well. I think they will be maybe putting a character in for a near future or something to promote it when they are ready to do so. Um, I personally think that would be a good step to not only like get people looking a little bit more in movies for the Easter eggs, but also looking at possibly easing their way into it for for the future of of the lgbtq community and disney itself yeah and i think what i would love to see also other than mental health and lgbtq is even just more basic everyday things like a princess whose parents are divorced and remarried and dealing with a stepmother who's not the evil stepmother caricature who's a lovely stepmother and who's someone the main character can trust and love and have an amazing relationship with to show children that divorce doesn't mean you're going to get an evil stepmother or that you're going to be sad it just means you're getting a bigger family and yeah. to be able to show children because more and more couples do end up divorcing and remarrying and having these different family dynamics and to show children who are children of divorce that it's okay to be a child of divorce and to show other children to not bully these kids because it's okay and it's normal and it happens to everyone and i think it's a step disney should be taking and hopefully will be taking in the future oh absolutely yeah i think that's a ma that'd be a massive step for them and you've just reminded me disney did something like this a, a little while ago with meet the robinsons obviously um he was in foster care and he, he he nobody wanted him because he was the oddball of the of the foster community and obviously there was one there was one person who picked who do you know who chose him and he went into the future he saw his future family sorry spoilers if you've not seen it but meet the robinsons is like one of my favorite disney movies i absolutely love it um but yeah it's it's one of those movies where it's got that underlying message where everything is going to be okay in the end if you just have a little bit of faith and you put yourself into your your faith a little bit more and your your positivity everything will turn out right in the end and you will get where you want to be um i think there's uh, meet the robinsons is again one of those really underrated disney movies i think it really shouldn't be one of an underrated movie because it's got such a good message in it that um, just it should be just one of those movies that everybody should know about and it's so so disheartening to know that people don't know about it and um i i actually really i really like this movie because it's got that message of foster care it's got that message of you know the unwantedness of the children feel in foster care and it's got the the in the the aspiration of children going and and being being fostered by a caring loving family that eventually will will happen in the end um from you know if they if they have that faith and they keep positive 
and they will find the right family for them in the end um so yeah but in terms of like everyday things i think that is going to be i think that would be another great step for them um bringing uh divorced parents into it um or you know nice step parents not even a stepmother maybe a stepfather or you know a parent with um or a character with an extended family you know who lives with grandparents and uncles and because i feel that's more common nowadays as well where the family yeah. is a lot bigger and in one household um so i think that would be nice to see as well um and yeah just all these ideas that disney can use to incorporate to make children and not only children but us but adults as well who struggle with it you know um adults that feel that they um that they don't that they are struggling with you know they're struggling with divorce and um or loss of a parent and things like that um obviously disney can disney will would be able to do that um and I, ho I hope that they do to you know bring you know bring all that stuff and do it to make everything as a whole and make children feel Im important in you know those types of situations and make them feel that they're not alone yeah definitely and as you said these movies can definitely also impact adults who grew up on the older disney movies to take a personal example my parents are divorced and i have a stepmom and for a lot of my childhood i didn't like my stepmom for no other reason than the evil stepmother trope that i grew up with in cinderella for example she has an evil stepmother and so i just kind of always assumed stepmothers are evil and it took me a long time to realize that my stepmother is actually an amazing person and my mom is the problem in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Disney really helped me with that. As I mentioned earlier on, Tangled is an extremely important movie to me. Absolutely. And helped yeah. me go through therapy so much and it still helps me with my therapy. And it helped open my eyes that I'm not the only kid who grew up in the way I grew up. And I realized this at 21. Yeah. So I think Disney movies can impact kids, but they can impact adults so much more almost because we already are scarred from what we've gone through and now we can heal with these amazing movies that sh mean something to us and that are our lives on a screen. Absolutely, yeah, totally agree. I mean, like, you know, it, that I think, I think like for you, Tangled is, is, a, is a special movie for you. Obviously, you know, she goes through psychological emotional uh, like emotional abuse where she's told she's never good enough she's not allowed to leave and you know that that's hard for someone to hear for like 18 years of her life notice she's being yep. used for her special power for her hair and obviously we don't have magic hair but the the message is there um but yeah it's it's that kind of thing where it, it you've got to find that underlying message and i think that's why i think that's why disney it i think that's why again another reason lilo and sitch is so important to me because growing up i didn't really have that many friends to be fair because i was always seen as the outcast because I, I i've always been the nerdy one i've never really fit into any type of social norm group like you know the 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 jock 
jocks or the the the, the nerds or the, the 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 moshers or whatever 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 you, you fit was, in the outcast group I, with me <laughs> i fit out in, i fit in the outcast group i i was the i was the kid who collected pokemon cards and played pokemon trading card game for most of his childhood and then moved on to a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! And still really enjoyed Disney. And that's just grown massively. And I've just grown even more into a geek. But now, you know, geek geeks are geeks are like the thing. And, you know, I'm I'm getting better at making friends and talking. And it's just for me it's more observing. I've I've become how I've become because of observance and being able to like talk my way through things i'm very charismatic and charming and i have a very sarcastic nature about me and i can pretty much say anything i like and you know people take it as a joke because i do it in a joking way um but lilo and stitch is a big thing for me because obviously I can relate to Lilo and obviously go into like out of school clubs and go into uh, like, you know, be in school where I don't really fit in with the the norm children and Lilo obviously being the outcast and having scrump and obviously she finds it so hard to to interact with the other children because what's normal for her is completely absurd to the rest of them and they don't want to know. They don't. They don't give Lilo the time of day, so that's why I can relate to Lilo so much. And Stitch, you know, obviously comes down. Stitch is even stranger than than Lilo in the norm society eyes. So Stitch is, you know, portraying a dog, and obviously he's, you know, he's an alien from outer space. Can't get much stranger than that in Hawaii, of course, because you know reasons. But Stitch is there and Lilo and it's just that I I don't I don't want to say it but it's that it's that weirdness that brings them together and that's why it's so special because in, eventually you will find people who enjoy the same things as you who are just as weird and as strange and share your love of interests of like Disney and gaming and everything that you love. And ad- oh, excuse me, that you love and adore will be you will find someone who has those same interests and you can share them with and you know share opinions and that's that, that that's why it's so important to me that Disney uh, uh, Lilo and Stitch is actually a movie that I can go to and watch and be like and feel appreciated that at the end of the day I know that people will understand that i that i am a geek and that i do absolutely love disney you know then that is like pretty much how i live my life i i, I see disney as like that uh i don't even know i see disney as like the thing that makes everything better in a sense so uh it's just that underlying message and those messages that pe- that the movies bring across to make you feel included or make you feel better about yourself. And like you were saying, obviously as adults we can um, we can appreciate them more because obviously we've gone through the hurt. And as time goes on, 
we can we can start to heal as we get older because we understand it more. But Walt always said that he didn't make movies just for children. He made the movies for the children at heart. So regardless of if you're six or sixty, would always say if you're between the ages, if you're six or sixty, it doesn't matter because the movies were made for everyone, and that's that's another reason why I absolutely love Disney because it's not just for children. People see it as childish, but at the end of the day, I can I I I always bring this point across. It's like no, it's not. It's not just for children. It's for the people who 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 are still young at heart and that's what Walt always wanted he wanted his movies for people to be young at heart not just for the young uh the young children uh, he wanted them to be for everyone to enjoy and that's that's why Lilo and Stitch is so important because it's that's that staple of Disney for me that keeps me going and be like Okay, yeah, Disney are changing things, but I can always go back to Lilo and Stitch and be like, yeah, th this is what I love Disney for. This is this is my whole thing. And I'm sure you're the same with Tangled. Um, yeah. It's like this whole collaboration of just these feelings and emotions that we can work towards being older. And I personally do love that. And that was, wow, that was like a five-minute run, dude. <laughs> no wonder no wonder we're currently I, at, currently at 49 minutes and i feel like i've just ranted see i told you guys this it's a podcast for things that get edited out if i were to give you a proper raw video no joke jess it'd be about an hour and a half if i were to like completely like bring everything i wanted to a mover to a video yeah i get that sometimes with some of my videos i'm typing out the script and i'm like nope that is just too much i cannot make a video that is like 45 minutes long <laughs> so. uh the joys of podcast you can listen to us whilst you're driving it's okay yeah and to kind of bring it back full circle to what we were saying at first i know like going back to tangled and not to make things dark and depressing but here we go um, <laughs> i often describe my childhood as rapunzel's childhood my mom would say word for word to me what mother gothel says to her mm. and there was other stuff thrown in um but it's really helped me when people ask me about growing up and i will say to them have you seen the movie tangled and most people say yeah of course i say well i grew up like rapunzel and like rapunzel i made the decision to step out of the tower and run away and it really worked out for me absolutely and yeah. to feel that if in the future disney were to do more movies about stuff like that like abuse in the home or even just simple things like divorced parents or lgbtq or mental health and to know that future kids can say hey have you seen that movie well that's how i feel because children don't have enough words to say my mother psychologically abused me growing up but they can say i grew up like rapunzel and everyone will know what that means and to have the opportunity and the vocabulary to say what they've gone through or what they are going through and to open that door up to so many more children and so many more situations is something I think that Disney can't ignore and they will be doing. And I hope to see them do it soon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously me working with children, it's, it's the, it's the vocab that they, that they, you know, that, they, that, you know, they don't actually have saying, oh yeah, I've been psychologically, you know, abused for 
a number amount of years and this this is how I feel I feel unwanted and loved blah 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 all that type of stuff just to just summarize that but like you're saying if they say if they're saying like oh yeah have you seen this movie or have you seen this movie Th this this is how I feel this is this is what I feel I'm going through at the moment um obviously you know it's it's going to be a lot easier to people who obviously who are uh, who are that can understand it a little bit more and they can be like oh yeah, okay yeah okay this this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to approach this um <coughs> excuse me uh, we're going to approach it in this way and we're going to make this a lot better for you and you know it's 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 all it's it's it, it like you were saying, it's blah, blah, blah. like you were saying, it's the things that children children need that staple of someone to look up to or to relate to, um, so then they can feel more comfortable about themselves or more, you know, they can feel like they built. Excuse me, feel like they belong, and I think that yeah. is, I think that's really important. Like if they have that sense of belonging to to like the franchise of Disney of a character that Disney have created then that's going to I feel that's going to put them in good stead because obviously me and you you have Rapunzel I have I have Lilo and Stitch um it's just going to put them in good stead and it's going to be that staple of yes this is where I was a few years ago but this is where I am now and we can we if children have that for the future of, of you know, of these messages that we've been talking about throughout the podcast, um, if they have those messages that they can relate to in the future, because it's it's getting more common nowadays than it was when we were children. Like, yeah, it, it really is. It's a it's a more common thing. I'm I'm so glad that it's becoming more of a, a commonality in the world. Um, and I feel that if they have that, if they can staple themselves onto or cling themselves onto a disney character then i think that would be very very interesting and it will help children get through it so much more because they have that sense of 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 um familiarity and that sense of belonging to that certain character and i think that's as Disney grow more and more uh, and bring those messages across, I think that's kind of what they're going for for the future. Um, well, I'm hoping that's what they're going for in the future, that they feel that children um, can be, you know, belonging to a certain character for how they feel. And obviously they've done it in the past and I, I, the only way they can go is they're not going to backtrack they're only going to progress further because obviously the disney are the ones for doing first of everything um snow white first full feature length film first you know probably you know first openly gay character all this type of stuff and it's only going to go forwards and i feel that if if children have those children and adults have those characters to relate to it's just going to make life for those people that little bit easier to understand for other people you know saying oh 
this is how I feel. I, you know, have you seen such and such a movie? And yeah, I, I think that is where, I think that's where Disney are going to go in the future in terms of not only fairy tales, but just everything in general. Yeah, and just to quickly jump on, you were saying like it will make people feel more comfortable in themselves. I think it will also inc- uh, decrease, sorry, be good if I got my words right, <laughs> decrease bullying tremendously in schools and decrease discrimination because if you grow up with gay characters and people of color and people who go through different home life than you do, it's a lot harder for you to discriminate against them because they are a part of your normal life. Even if you yourself haven't lived through any of these scenarios, you know that they're a normal part. And we'd see a lot less schoolyard bullying of, oh, you've got two moms because they'll be used to that. They'll see it in their favorite movies. So I think the sooner Disney kind of jumped jumps on this bandwagon the better for everybody people who see themselves in these movies will be more comfortable and those who don't see themselves in those movies will still understand other people more and will be more open towards others oh absolutely absolutely totally agree i mean like i was saying about the extra uh, the extra the supporting character before jumping back to finding dory um the in the the institute of i forgot what it's called the bit with sigani weaver where hank and uh, dory were just trying to get back to the open water exhibit to find dory's parents there was a child with two moms there two two mums and obviously even though it was just a snippet of a thing that could have been a big deal for someone who who does have two mums and that that again it's though it's those little steps that disney are taking to obviously bring forward all of what they are wanting to do and obviously i'm hoping in the future that they'll bring in two dads or two mums as like a bigger role into a movie or you know or you know one pair or just one parent or i mean big hero six um looking back at that a little bit as well um, Big Hero Six. They grew up with their aunt because their mom and you know their mom and dad passed away. So I think that's an- that's another good idea that they're they're growing up with uh, another family member that isn't a mom or a dad or an evil stepmother or an evil an evil being because Aunt Cassie was like one of the kindest people I I know as like a relative of Disney ever. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's those it's those type of things like going back to finding dora um the two moms bit that that was again even though like i say it was for a snippet of like a scene it was a huge deal for you know when people noticed that easter egg and that that blew up instantly and it was like disney are finally disney are making these steps and they're they're doing it they're making these transitions into all of this type of lgbtq and like like obviously they're taking the little steps but i think in very near in the future they're going to be taking that final massive step over to the other side and just totally going to conquer it i really really do oh i'm i'm sure that our children not together obviously for listeners who are confused (laughs) (laughs) just clearing that up you never know um when our generation were to have children, I think they will be growing up with so much more diversity in their Disney movies. Oh yeah, which will be so nice to have, it and will. especially just means we get to watch more Disney movies with them. 
Yay. Yay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's. I think that is very much the, this podcast, to be fair. We have been recording for about, yeah, about an hour. So, if you was lost at any time, we're going to try and give you... A, we're we're going to try because we got very distracted and talked about probably everything but fairy tales. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's absolutely fine. We're going to try and give you a little bit of an overview, which is something I want to try and do at the end of every podcast. So, Jess, if you want to jump in at any time, feel free to, you know, just shout over me. You know, it's it's like 9 p.m. for you. She's getting cranky. <laughs> she needs she needs a holic. She needs to go to sleep. Oh, sleep, bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, the overview. We have today's video, uh, video podcast thing, listening thing, listening thing. Well, that's listening thing, there's listen, your name. Listening thing. Today's listening thing was, we have, we've been trying to figure out where Disney fairy tales are going to go for future generations. We've dove into LGBTQ, we've dove into divorce and real uh, real, real situations that happen to children pretty much every day of, of their lives, you know, and it could be a thing where Disney could take that and we want children and adults alike to have, have a Disney character to relate to, to cling on to. And obviously, if children and adults are having that kind of situation in their lives, we want them to be associated with a Disney character. We know we've talked about LeFou and the LGBTQ community and those little steps they are taking. And we want Disney to take that big, giant leap across um, across the gap. And we want them to take it to a whole new generation. And I want them to conquer it. And I, I really do feel that they will be doing that very, very soon. I think Frozen 2, personally, because it's already been talked about, I think Frozen 2 will be the one where this opens this giant book and just makes them just jump right in front and get that gold platinum medal for being the first to grab this opportunity. We've talked about DreamWorks, ugh, and, <laughs> and Blue Sky and Illuminations, and how we feel that they haven't stepped up to the mark with the LGBTQ because they don't have those those characters that we can relate to from the from the uh, from their franchises. Sure, Illuminations have minions and Secret Life of Pets, but can they really bring a LGBTQ character into those franchises? We've talked about Blue Sky, where the last thing that I remember was Rio. And obviously, Blue Sky is now owned by Disney because uh, it was Fox's uh, animation studio. So where will that take it in the future? And obviously, I did say that there will be a video in the future for that. I do have a guest who I do want to bring onto that topic. Um, he's very good for that type of stuff. So that will be in a good few months' time. Um, but... We've also been talking about uh, DreamWorks and their characters. Like the last character that I remember uh, was How to Train Your Dragon and Shrek. Shrek obviously now being being finished and being completely irrelevant for the last two movies and just makes zero sense. But anyhow, um, and How to Train Your Dragon was more of like a Viking thing. So LGBTQ wasn't really considered 
pretty much nothing back then with the timescale they're going for. So going forward in the future, we think that Disney will be the one to completely just absolutely just destroy this barrier of being able to bring all of this that we have in the community at the moment and bring it to a new generation. We've talked about possibly having a transgender character as well. And obviously, with these breaks, if Frozen 2, if we are thinking, if I, if it is thinking what I'm, what if, if it is what I am thinking, um, and bringing it into a lesbian, uh, Elsa being a lesbian, having a openly um, gay relationship with another woman, then that will be the branch line, and that will bring it out to so much more that they can do in the future with everything. Um, so. Jess, do you have anything to add? Uh, I think my kind of summary is what I said right at the start, and it's to see Disney no longer remake fairy tales that we've we all know and love, but to become a fairy tale making company and to become the future Brothers Grimm, where in two, three hundred years people will still know these stories as Disney stories and as Disney fairy tales and have them come out with their own stories and worlds and characters that aren't based on anything and that are more centered around the issues kind of in our world and the morals that we need to be growing up with nowadays. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that was a thing we talked about as well. So, thank you so much for listening. You, If you've listened on the YouTube channel or the Podbean or the Spotify or wherever you're listening, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you completely forgot who this wonderful lady is, her name is Jess. She has a channel called Story Diver. I will leave her link to her YouTube channel down below. Again, I'm doing hand movements and none of y'all can see it, so <laughs> idiot. Um, so yeah, her links will be down below. Please go and check her out. She does some amazing uh, Disney content, but not only Disney, she does uh, Hunger Games and um, what else do you do, Jess? You do How to Train Your Dragon and stuff like that? Uh, well, basically how I always sum it up is I do whatever I feel like doing in any fandoms I like. <laughs> so it's mainly Disney, Hunger Games, I've done How to Train Your Dragon, I've done some Supernatural, some Sherlock. Um, I'm doing a big thing on the Lord of the Rings at the moment. So basically really just cool. anything I like. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend one video, the, the Gandalf video from Lord of the Rings, because that is an ultimate plot twist and he's... Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but yeah, go check her channel out. It's, she's absolutely amazing. She does have a store as well. She'll promote that on her channel, www.storydiver.com. She does have merch at the moment. And do you still have the giveaway where you're getting a signed picture? Um, so at the moment, yeah, so the merch is a poster that I will sign in the colour of your choice of the limited number of coloured pens I have. Please don't go crazy. <laughs> and there's also a promotional code at the moment to be able to join my Discord server for free until the end of April. Beautiful. So she has a Discord server, same as me. Mine is in the links below. Now, for my links, and you'll, you'll, you'll just have to scroll down because there's links everywhere and a little summary of what this channel is. My links are Discord, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, my, my Snapchat, if you want to join me on there, because my Snapchat is mine. I don't post anything video-wise on there. Uh, it's more just like personal stuff and, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Instagram is all like videos and Facebook, Instagram, um, all that kind of stuff. 
my main channel will be down below as well www.youtube.com forward slash zach does things um feel free to go check it out there i've got a princess thing going on at the moment so it all kind of ties in together with what we're talking about on here um, i've got a video coming out and today as this video is being uh, this, this listening thing is being recorded um again another fairy tale video um so yeah uh, feel free to go check my channel out and feel free to go check Jesse's channel out and thank you so much for listening. I have been so super excited to start this and I will see you all on this channel next month for a gaming um, podcast where I will be joined by a very, very special guest, my little brother. And we have my little brother, my little brother Jake who is a huge fan of esports and next month is going to be where do we see esports going and why is it so popular in this day and age my brother uh, is just a huge fan of esports he watches league of legends he watches evo he watches evo japan he watches all of it and if you are a big gamer you will understand all of those terms but if you are not i will explain them in next month's podcast um he's going to be on he's going to be on here talking about why uh where he's where why he thinks they're so popular i'm going to be there because i'm the host and i'll be just giving inputs and <laughs> stuff so thank you so much for watching i will see you next month and until the next podcast ladies and gentlemen stay classy i want to say zach pack but i don't know if i have one i have like four subscribers on this channel so stay classy zach pack go check out my channel check out jess's and i will see you all very soon bye bye Bye.